Welcome to episode 538 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I'm wrapping up my series on the complete books of Charles Fort. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to uh, social media and other ways to contact me, at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, there you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank to thank Michael Strange, host of uh, Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing my shows and putting them up on the station, along with the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of every episode. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always uh, share the show with others and rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find uh, my Patreon page that has one extra episode of the show per month, um, True Paranormal Stories on the Web. I'll be recording that one for this month pretty soon here, as soon as I can. And um, you can also find books I've written over on Amazon. Uh, paranormal fiction and nonfiction, or you can make a um, one-time donation through PayPal as well. Um, help is never expected, but always appreciated as there are expenses in making these shows. And um, I'm I'm legally blind, so I live on a fixed income. So uh, there's expenses such as um, research materials and equipment, and uh, in some cases, uh, travel expenses as well. So. Um, Again, never expected, but always uh, grateful whenever anyone is able to help. Um, so, yeah, this is sort of, I, um, I've i been debating on what exactly to call this episode. I guess we'll, we'll find out when I make the upload to everything. Um, but this is really just to wrap up the whole series of shows I've been doing uh, for a while now on the complete books of Charles Fort. And... Um, it's really been amazing to go through all those books and just get them summarized in a, in, a, in a way. So I didn't really read them word for word. That's a lot of reading to do. I've I've sort of read through little bits and pieces. I've heard uh, I've heard them read it before on different other podcasts and uh, di- different parts of them. And there's a lot there to read. Um, so having them summarized through through the use of a an AI uh, platform really did help with just sort of getting through all the information there because there's just so much. And, uh, but even so with all that, um, it, it, I think it did a pretty good job of getting just an overview of the whole thing, which is really what we wanted because no one wants to read through all those books in a series of shows, especially when it's not your own book. I, I don't think that's really the best way to do it. So um, if you really are curious about those books themselves, uh, definitely go check them out. 
They're available. Um, you can get find them online uh, for free in PDF forms, but there's also you can get them through uh, Kindle and um, just different devices and things. Uh, and so I, I definitely recommend checking those out if you're curious about um, Fort's writing style itself. Uh, it's definitely unique. It's also, I mean, these are written back in the early, I believe, early 1900s to to 1930s, 1920s, 1930s. So the writing style, um, even just without uh, Fort's sense of humor that he has, that you'll find if you read much of his stuff, um, it's still a different, slightly different style of writing than maybe what you're used to if you have just been reading sort of current books. And I say that because I've sort of I've been um, listening to uh, uh, another book for a future review. Um, I've been listening to the audiobook version and just the basic one, just a um, just like a free uh, like AI. Well, not even AI, but just a screen reader version or a computer read version of um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I will be reviewing uh, at some point here soon. Not uh, not next week. Next week I'm going to do two um, two true paranormal stories from the web episodes because I didn't do one this week because I wanted to do this show um, to finish off the the Charles Fort series uh, before while it was still fresh in my mind. So, um, but so in many ways, back to my point about that, I'm really all over the place tonight. Um, is that the further back in time you go, the more the the more um, different the writing can be? I think so. Anyway, um, going back to what we're talking about tonight here, um, I thought I would just pull up a couple of um, uh, just entries on um, basically just the Wikipedia pages here on on Charles Fort and the books that. Um, we reviewed in these shows. So uh, going to talking about Charles Fort himself here. Um, He was born in 1874, passed away in um, 1932. And he was an American writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena. The terms Fortean and Fortiana are sometimes used to characterize various, uh, basically unexplained things. That's basically what it's all about: is um, things that we might call paranormal or supernatural or just unexplained today. They're also um, known as, or referred to as, being Fortean in nature. Um, so, let's see here. His, um, um, I lost my spot. So he did write some fiction as well as these. Um, these nonfiction books that I'm that we've been covering, um, but these are the ones. The nonfiction ones, of course, were the ones that I was the most interested in. And um, so, and so he was always basically into writing, and and but then he found this these topics, and I think it really, I imagine it really um, caused attention, and and just like it does a lot of people, and um, that's what got him into it. So. Uh, and he, um, in the last of the books, the um, Wild Talents, he even talks about sort of trying out some little experiments on his own and with his wife to sort of uh, generate or experience uh, paranormal events uh, in his own 
place in in his own uh, life, which is really amazing in a way because he's already been looking into these things for who knows how many years at that point, uh, and then he's trying to do to to research these things as well. So uh, I thought that was really neat. <clears throat> but um, getting to the first of the books that uh, we covered, which is uh, the Book of the Damned, and uh, this book, uh, it's basically about, uh, let me see here, you know, find the, the little description it has here in this document, in this document. It's, uh, it's a nonfiction, it's basically his first nonfiction book that he published, and it concerns different kinds of anomalous events, including uh, UFOs, again, way before that term was around, I believe, strange falls of both organic and inorganic materials from the sky, odd weather pa- weather weather patterns, there we go, uh, and the possible existence of creatures generally believed to be mythological, uh, disappearances of people, and many other things, and other unexplained events as well. And it's considered to be the first of um, the first of the specific topic of anomalous anomalistics. There's the word. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's I'd say that's a good description of that book. It really does cover just all things that are unexplained. Uh, he the, his other books after that become they kind of have more um, even though they all do overlap. They have each one has their own. It seems like it has its own general idea of uh, what's be what's going on that he kind of thinks about or writes about in those books. And uh, but then again, like I said, I think it is all connected. So there's overlap and connections and and things between all the books. So, but that one is the the first one. Of course, it has a lot of the um, talking or the accounts of. Uh, Basically, frogs or toads or, or fish uh, falling from the sky. Um, I believe stones as well, different stones. Of course, there's the the case of uh, just when they say organic material, unfortunately, there is cases of just sort of parts of or remains of uh, living entities. <laughs> um Trying to not be gross here, but it's pretty hard with this. Uh, basically, meat that fell from the sky, and and uh, so that's that's a lot of what his first book was. And yeah, the, the odd odd weather patterns, um, sort of trying to explain or talking about explanations for all these odd objects falling from the sky, as um, that that kind of an explanation for that in a lot of cases being weather patterns. And and then he would talk about how it doesn't doesn't usually make sense to him. And after reading all that, uh, all those summaries of all those events, I have to agree. So, um, but yeah, so that was really the first book. Uh, the 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 falls where that involve living creatures like fish and and frogs and toads. That really is amazing because you would think, I mean, how are they still alive when they're falling? Obviously, unfortunately, if they fall from high enough, they're not. They may not survive when they land. But how are they alive when they fall? Uh, when they start to fall, where are they coming from? And um, and that sort of leads into 
his next book, which uh, is, uh, of course, New Lands. And that is literally, that's a good title for that book because it is talking about other places that are either out, out in space that we sort of don't have access to or that are maybe there but in other, slightly other different dimensions where these objects, all these objects might, might come from and might fall from. Uh, so that's sort of his second book. It also talks about uh, weird anomalies, but both the first one, both um, the book of, book of the Damned and New Lands, they talk about um, strange lights that are seen, or even shadows that are seen out in space. And again, keep in mind, this is way before <laughs> any modern uh, spacecraft could have been out there. So that really is amazing. That was one of the things that blew my mind in, in and of itself. I mean, maybe if you want to be extremely skeptical, you could possibly write off some of the objects falling from the sky, I guess. But when you have lights that seem to be moving in almost craft-like ways, um, that really, and it's before any craft could, of, our, of humans anyway, that we know of could be out there, that really was amazing to me. So, so that was sort of the second book. Um, and then, so the third book really talked about maybe one of the mechanisms, mechanisms for a lot of these events of falls and, and just appearances and disappearances as, uh, and that would be, of course, teleportation. And that is something that it seems to just pop up over and over again in a lot of paranormal things, because if you think about that in terms of ghosts, we don't know how they're able to um, take or leave objects. We don't know how they're able to get from place to place, sometimes even appearing in one location and then appearing in another location in the space of, a, of, of like one night or less. I've heard accounts of that in rare cases of, of people, sort of people that had someone that they know that passed away. And then they would have sightings of this person, what appears to be their spirit, um, all in the same time frame, and not even necessarily in their their sleep or their dreams, actual sightings while they're awake. So, um, just all these ideas of of teleportation, and really, when 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 you think about that, it's it's really it's connected to portals in a way, uh, because is it. I don't even know. Is is one possible without the other? I guess maybe, but also I would think you would need to sort of have a portal or make a portal in a spot to send an object to a location, but maybe not. But I think either way, there's connections uh, there. So that was a lot of the, the third book there, talking about um, people vanishing and reappearing or just one or the other. Um, and then, of course, objects. And then there's another thing that, again, that is common among um, sort of hauntings in, in, the, in that traditional sense of that word. Uh, but also in terms of, um, really, if you want to think about it this way, uh, Charles Fort was talking, possibly talking missing 411 before missing 411. Uh, but he was talking about this just reports of people vanishing all around the world in different cases, or appearing in some cases as well. So, um, again, just going back to this idea that he was really 
not counting maybe um, sources or people from way back when talking about things in less of a he, – he looked at these things as anomalies, whereas I think the further back in time you go, a lot of people might think of things more as, I don't know, magic or just the way things are because there's they don't know how to explain it. So he's really one of the first people, I think, in, in within this last couple centuries to try to look into these things, um, but also from from outside of the point of view of any kind of religious or scientific um, backgrounds, or in some cases biases or um, any of those kinds of things. So, um, hello everyone there in the chat. I see you all there. Uh, Derek says, "With the falls, the creature in the movie. Uh, let me see here. Nope. Yep. Will open up its mouth and suck in objects, then can drop them elsewhere. Oh wow. Okay." Like it dropped a bunch of uh, goo on a house, which seemed kind of fortean, except they knew where it came from, right? So, um, so yeah, that's just, it's really been amazing with all these things. So that was sort of the third book. And then the fourth one, it threw in the possibility of a lot of these events maybe being in addition to or, or even separate from, in some cases. Um, caused by people, abilities that people have had or do have or, or acquire and, and then lose for whatever various reasons to cause um, anomalous events, uh, fires, um, objects, objects moving, basically telekinetic abilities, um, telepathy, just um, affecting objects from from a great distances, basically uh, sort of helping or, or hurting again, going back to that positive or negative helping or hurting others, depending on the situation. Um, and, 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 and in some cases it talks and it does talk about how it, there are so many different factors in all that before it doesn't even say it's all people doing these things consciously or, or intentionally. Um, he talks about how, we don't even know, in a lot of cases, how uh, much power we may have, and so. And then, but then, some people through time maybe have figured out that they have abilities. So that's sort of the the um, the the last book there, and and I think it all ties together. I think it's all can be connected. Um, I think in in some cases, uh, people can can react to situations and maybe develop uh, abilities suddenly to um, handle situations, whether it's, again, for positive or negative results uh, for, for their surroundings or themselves or others around them. Um, it's just, there's so many variables to all that. That's really, really comes down to for, for me is there's just, there is no easy explanation for any of these things. And all of these things that I just sort of covered briefly, very briefly, can all be happening and factors in any given anomalous event to where that's what makes it really hard to figure out what is going on because of all these possibilities. Similar to what I always talk about when it comes to um, my view of, of 
what it, my, my view used to be of ghosts. It used to be this idea of either it has to be a residual energy field that's just playing over and over again, like a tape recorder or like a, um, a movie or um, a sound recording, or it has to be the spirit of someone that had passed. And over time, hearing all these accounts of all these experiences, not even counting um, going into this whole series with of uh, Charles Fort's books, which are from almost 100 years ago, over 100 years ago in some cases, um, it just seems like there's so many other possibilities besides spirits. And again, not to say that I don't think that spirits are possible. I, I believe I've, I've had encounters with a couple over the years here and there. And um, especially in visitations from loved ones after they have passed, I do believe that um, when it's them, I mean, I, and, and of course, everyone, uh, we can always be wrong. So that's not to say that anything is um, foolproof or we can't be fooled. But I think in a lot of cases, we can tell when it's someone that, that we're close to and maybe when it isn't someone that we're close to trying to act like that person. And I've had experiences with what I do feel like were loved ones that passed on that came back to visit me while I was asleep. So, um, but then again, so anyway, that's just um, one example of that. I think with, with that, there can be time anomalies where people are seeing um, into other times and people in other times. And again, these are all things that could be, could tie directly into uh, Charles Fort's accounts of all these different experiences. So, yeah, there's countless theories. Yep. Yeah. So that's what really has made this um, doing this series so much fun because it just keeps um, reminding me of little things here and there that I've heard of in more recent accounts of, of experiences people have had. So that's why it's been so fun to do this, this whole series. And um, I'm going to try to look up some other authors who have also done research into these things that maybe I can um get their books and sort of review them it's going to be harder with more modern with with most authors because their books are not in public domain yet so that means i have to in most cases have to buy them so that's why i do say at the beginning of the show if you like to help out with uh with um the show and you and you you're able to and, and willing um donations would be definitely be, can be used for getting research materials for these shows, uh, get, buying audiobooks and those kinds of things. So, um, again, not to, not that I, I like to say that too much, but that is the reason for saying that is there are so many books that, um, that have come out over the years that I would, I would like to check out and maybe review, but have to, uh, have to buy them because they're not that old yet. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so that's really all, all I had for this sort of review this last show of this review of all of um those four books the complete books of charles fort the nonfiction ones anyway i hope you all have enjoyed it i really have um the next couple of reviews i do will be um fictional books uh in fact i already have one done i just finished listening to dracula Bram stoker's dracula today and i'm going to listen to um mary shelley's frankenstein next and so those will be the next couple of book reviews that I do. The one with Dracula, I'm going to um, sort of uh, connect that to Stephen King's book, Salem's Lot, because there are some parallels. Not It's not a one-for-one -one thing at all, 
but um, I think that'll be a lot of fun to sort of compare and contrast those two books together um, in that show. So, and uh, that's going to cover it for today. Um, I'll be doing one more week of two shows, and then I should be back to four shows, maybe more. I've kind of um, been doing some thinking, and I think uh, we, I may have a new plan of how to do the research. So that might allow me to do more shows. I'll let you all know when that happens, and we'll go from there. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all on the next episode of South Cedo Paranormal. Take care. <laughs>